0: Moika, hey, welcome, welcome to our, our podcast, Mastering Finland. I'm Jean and I'm from California. I'm Petra and I'm from the Czech Republic. We're here to chat about our life in Finland. Hello everybody, welcome back to our podcast and today I would like to welcome Alvaro, my dear friend, who I met during our Erasmus in Juvaskula, Finland. And we met in August 2015, and today we're going to talk about Erasmus. And because he's the most excited person I've ever met about doing stuff. That's why we invited him to the show. Hello, Alvaro. How are you?
1: Hello, Petra. Thank you for inviting me. I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. Very nice. How is everything in Finland? Yeah, good. We had like a quiet rain shower, but now the weather, it seems nice and it's all calm and nice. How is it in Spain? Super hot. Last night (laughs) it was
1: raining, but now it's super hot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet so. So let's get to Erasmus. So the first question would be, why did you decide to go to do the Erasmus in Finland?
1: So I wanted to be a teacher in the future, and Finland is known to have one of the best educational systems in the world. So that's one of the reasons that I applied to do my Erasmus there, and I think I did great applying there. And then also it was one of the most different options uh, that I had from the list and I also talked with more people that they went that they did previously Erasmus in Jevascula and they, they recommend me to go there and that's why I choose Jevascula uh, as, as destination. yeah I'm happy I did that. Uh, I think I would recommend Jevasculas. As an Erasmus destination.
0: Yeah, I think it's really nice place. So did you have any other destinations in Finland marked on your like Erasmus list or were there only other countries?
1: Uh well in Finland I had also Helsinki, but people were recommending me more uh Givaskula. And I would say that for Erasmus maybe it's better Jyväskylä, And then once you are staying there, you stay there. Maybe you can move to Helsinki, like for example, if you decide to stay in Finland. But for the first year, probably Uvascula is the best option, I would say.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So so how did you like the university and the courses in Uvascula?
1: Well, I have to say that uh, I really like the university, uh, the environment there and the courses. Like It was quite different from Spanish one. Uh, for example, if you need help, uh, anyone was willing to help you there in the university, so you could ask for help. Also, there were plenty of restaurants uh, in the university, like in each building. And uh, so you could have lunch as well. And it was really cheap, to 60 I think, uh, with the student discount. So it was really cheap for such an expensive country. And it was really good, the food as well. And with different options, including vegetarian options. So that's good. Uh, also, one thing that I really like from the university, and I have to say, is that Uh, it was a safe place. So, I mean, you could leave anything, for example, in the hall or in the parking, that no one will take it. That's something like probably from Finland, in general. Like, No one is going to take anything from you. It's like a safe country. So, for example, I remember I left my keys in the padlock from the bike. I went to the classes and when I went out, I was looking for them and I didn't find them. However, I found them in the padlock after three hours. So, <laughs> they were there no one took it
0: yeah yeah that would definitely not happen in some of the countries in europe like i bet in spain and Czech.
1: yeah that's true. completely true <laughs> or also the computer i mean i felt safe leaving my computer in any place i was i could go to the toilet for example if i was in the library and i left the computer in the table however in spain maybe I would ask someone, like, could you take care of my computer? I'm just going outside, or I'm just going to the toilet for a moment. Uh, yeah. But because they were saying that in my university, they were stealing things in the library. So I don't know if it's true or not. Who knows? And also, for example, regarding the subjects, I would say that, uh, I mean, I really like much more than in Spain. I had much more flexibility. Uh, I didn't have exams. I just had one exam out of 13 subjects that I had during the Erasmus year. I just had to do different projects. And, well, I think it was... The project is much better since uh, you put in practice what you have learned instead of memorizing by heart. Like, making exams sometimes doesn't make uh, sense. It's better to do Yeah, totally project. agree. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think uh, it was really interesting that... We were doing presentations in all the subjects. I was not used to that, so I have to get used to that. that. But it was not a problem at the end. Uh, And yeah, also, for example, the thing that uh, you could find spaces such as the library, the corridors, or to study and relax. So for example, maybe you can find some sofas in the library or in the corridors or some spaces to do projects with more people. it was great as well, and also I would say that teachers were very flexible, uh, and they were open to any suggestions, uh, queries, or questions or anything. They didn't give that much importance to the grade, uh, so they took, they were giving more importance to other aspects, such as, for example, that the learning that you learned. So, for example, I remember when we arrived, since in Spain we are used to. Like, we give a lot of importance to a grade, which is just a number. We arrived there, and the first day, for example, teachers didn't explain us how they were going to grade the subject, and we asked them. And they told us, don't worry, this is not that important. It's not a rigid system, so we'll see. I mean, they have some percentages, but it changed as well, so it's okay. Also, regarding the task and effort, I would say that it was easy, so comparing to a Spanish system or what I have seen in Spain. Like if they ask you for doing a task, they were not asking to do more things. So mm-hmm. they value a student's work as well. Yeah, also one thing as well, they're from the university is that uh, the university offered a program. So I had the opportunity to meet a Finnish family uh, and it was really great really good
0: yeah you spent a lot of time with them didn't you
1: yeah like for me they became my family in finland so for me it was like if something happened i knew that i had them as my family in finland even though i was really far from my family from my <laughs> own family <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Just for the listeners, it's called the Finnish Family Programme that is at the University of Yavascula that we mentioned a few times previously in our podcast. But yeah, it's it's just such an amazing opportunity. And actually what well, we had a conversation with some ambassadors from other university and they said that they don't have it. For example at Helsinki University, such an option. And not even in Turku, so it seems that it's like specific to the University of Yavascula,
1: which I didn't know. Well, so then that's good. I mean, then I'm happy. I choose Jyväskylä. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to meet, to get to know about Finnish culture and yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. What did you, what did you do with the family with the Finnish family? So
1: maybe we were doing I don't know. We were going out like I mean we were meeting, eating some ice cream in summer or in the spring. I went to his to their house. I spent them with them like. On some Saturday, we were doing different hiking as well. They helped me really a lot.
0: You were doing ice skating as well a lot, right? In the winter. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, ice skating with them. Also, for example, when my family came from Spain, uh, we met all together and they get to know each other.
0: That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So your family came to visit uh, from Spain. So what did you do with them? Did you travel around Finland?
1: No, unfortunately, no. I mean, uh, we were just in Helsinki for some hours because the flight got cancelled, so they arrived one day later. And then they stayed for two days only in Finland. So we went to Jivaskula since they wanted to know the place I was living. And um, we went ice skating because it was uh, March, so... The lake was frozen and basically that we were like staying there in Jivaskula but nothing else because we didn't have enough time. And...
0: Yeah, makes sense. In two days you can't travel too far in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what other like free time activities were you participating in? What were you doing? How did you spend your free time
1: in in Jivaskula or Finland? So, well, they would think from Jivaskula... And the Erasmus was that uh, the ESN, the Erasmus Student Network, had different activities and not only parties, as some people might think. So ESN is not only parties, but it's much more. So I was going, for example, to Café Lingua, international dinners. Then also, like with uh, the friends, we were doing some barbecues on the lake or going to the sauna, hiking, sometimes traveling. In winter, skiing or ice skating. Well, as I said, uh, I was spending quite a lot of time as well with my Finnish family.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we did lots of eating, as I remember.
1: Yeah, a lot of eating <laughs> and a lot of, yeah, a lot of dinners, international dinners were yeah. the best one. I remember that.
0: I think, yeah, that's the best. I think that's the best memories I have. <laughs> when we all just came and brought food from different countries and we just ate it together. Yeah. That was, that was really great. Yeah. So... Uh, you did some teaching practice right during your stay. So how did you get to do it? Was it through the university or was it like did you get it through some just school or how how did you get to do that?
1: So well, the thing is like uh, during my uh, Erasmus year, I didn't have to do a teaching practice, but thanks to the Erasmus program, Erasmus in a school, which is uh, present in some countries in Finland and also in Spain. Uh, I had the opportunity to go and visit two schools, uh, one primary and one secondary school, and the teacher was the same one. And I asked her if I could, uh, uh, like, go and help her giving classes, and she told me she was looking for, like, a Spanish language assistant. So I was going there, like, almost each week on Fridays and Wednesdays, I think. I was going there and helping her with... uh, with the glasses, yeah.
0: All right. So um, you traveled a lot, right, around Finland. I did some trips with you as well, so and it was lots of fun. So where did you visit in Finland and what places would you recommend to visit to our listeners?
1: So first, starting in Jyväskylä, I would recommend going to the island on Tuomiojärvi Lake in summer. Really nice place. I remember when we went there in summer. Like it was the first week, probably when after just meeting each other in the finish course. Really,
0: yeah, that's it. Was true. really
1: nice day there. And doing a barbecue there. I really recommend to go there. Also, in summer hiking around Jarvi, the other lake in Jevaskula, and in winter ice skating on that lake. I really love ice skating there. But then outside Jevaskula, I would recommend near Jevaskula. Visiting Petayavesi wouldn't charge. Also, probably going for a day to Tampere. And then uh, some other places I would recommend in Finland would be Turku, Helsinki, and Porvo in the south. And then from Helsinki, maybe taking the ferry to Tallinn and spending there one day or two days and one night. It's cheaper than Finland so. And then also maybe from Turku, I would recommend to take a ferry to Stockholm, or just flying from Helsinki, which is not that expensive either. Also, if once you are there in in Finland, I would recommend for sure to go to Saint Petersburg and Moscow, or at least Saint Petersburg, without uh, the visa, because you have the option to take a ferry and go there without visa. But if you have the opportunity to go to St. Petersburg and Moscow, I would recommend you go to both places as well. And then probably in the north, uh, Rovaniemi, Ranua, the, what is the Sioux? Yeah. Oulu and Koiteli. Koiteli is uh, like a river near Oulu, which is where I was the last time I went to Finland. And then in Kemi, the Ice Castle, as well and then if you have the opportunity walk on the frozen sea which is a really nice opportunity and strange
0: that was so much yeah. fun that was so much fun i think i mentioned it in the previous episode that we did the traveling episodes around finland and i mentioned when we were in kemi that we walked to that island over the frozen yeah. sea
1: which was really cool yeah it was yeah it was amazing and then even though i didn't do it but Many people did it. Maybe crossing to Norway to swim on the Arctic Ocean, North Cap, Tromsø, or Lofoten Island.
0: Yeah, I remember many people did that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's a, these are really great tips. And yeah, I would definitely recommend basically all the places that you, that you mentioned. Because it's really good. Uh, well, let's get on to this like a bit different topic mm-hmm. now. So, when you were in uh, Finland for, like, you were here one year for Erasmus, so you experienced some dating, right? Yeah. Did you get to date a Finnish person? And how was it? Was there any difference in dating a Finn compared to, for example, Spanish or other other person that you dated before?
1: Well, yeah, I had the opportunity to meet many Fe- Finnish guys as well as some Erasmus guys as well. And... Um, Well, I would say that things are a bit different when dating, Uh, at least if I compare to Spanish uh, people. I mean, you know, Spanish people, hot blood, so (laughs) (laughs) we are Mediterranean, so. That's so so true.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so true. It took me so long to get used to that hot blood. (laughs)
1: So I will say that uh, Finns, when dating, I will say that they are a bit shy and cold. So sometimes uh, I was the one who had to take the initiative. They didn't took the initiative, so I had to take the initiative.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess it takes. I think I guess it counts quite for quite many Finnish guys, to be honest, (laughs) because to what I experienced, I would agree with what you said. That's why I ended up with English guy at the end, because, you know, <laughs> I couldn't handle that anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. So is there is there, like, any difference to the, like, LGBTQ community? Or or what, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I didn't see any problem. Like, I saw that it was completely accepted. Like, people didn't have any problem in the university or outside. Like, they were accepting without no problems. Or I didn't see any heard as well that someone was attacking because he was gay or she was lesbian no and i didn't hear anything as for example all it happened when when i was in some other countries but i heard some things like that uh from other people not even from me but from other people like they had such as such experiences not erasmus but local people and also i would say that as well within the Erasmus community, it was totally okay. Like, I mean people didn't care like if you were bisexual, lesbian, gay, or whatever you wanted to be. Or you you are so they would they didn't care about that. It was totally okay as well. So I mean for those people who are coming to Finland to do Erasmus, don't be afraid. Are you I would say that people like who are doing Erasmus pro- probably are like uh, open minded and they just want to have fun and meet new people. Uh, no matter their their origins, religions, uh, yeah. anything. Yeah,
0: totally. So did you like, did you stay in touch with some other people from Erasmus? Well, except me, because, you know, we are in touch. But is there anybody else <laughs> that you stayed in touch after Erasmus or you are in touch still with?
1: Yeah, I have contacted still with some of them. Uh, for example, with some Spanish people, uh, I have one friend. I was planning some holidays with her, but at the end I can't. Uh, also, I'm at. I was talking with another friend. I was thinking about meeting him this weekend, but I'm not sure. He might go to the coast, so I might not see him after one year because he was, he was not living in Madrid anymore. So we couldn't see each other for for a long time. Also, with some people from Finland as well. Yeah. So that's good and for example i remember when i went to see you to visit you two years ago i think it was already yeah in winter it was two years ago so i visit more people as well in helsinki and well in Oulu. but that's another story
0: (laughs) but yeah it's good that you know if you come to visit you still have people who like stay behind and you can visit them crush their you know couches and it's all all good. And these connections are, you know, the best I think you can get from, yeah. from all the things. So are there any suggestions or tip for the upcoming exchange students that you would want to share with them? Or what would what they should do and how, how should they perceive that or, or anything?
1: So probably I would recommend to try to enjoy as much as they can, uh, to live each moment and to travel as much as they w- can as well and discover every place. For example, you could think that, okay, Finland is an expensive country, traveling could be expensive, but there's some there is some other ways of uh, traveling, much cheaper. For example, you could do couchsurfing, for example, although I don't know with this situation of COVID how it's going to be. Also, you have uh, omnibus, which is really cheap as well. You can even, I think I was buying really cheap tickets, I don't remember how much, but if you buy it in advance... Yeah, maybe if it's
0: a lot in advance, then it can get really cheap.
1: Don't worry, maybe, about what people say that, oh, Finnish people are cold, and they are not like that. Even though at the beginning it's difficult to establish a connection with them or to talk with them, then they are really nice people once you start talking with them. And also, regarding the weather and the darkness, don't worry about it. You will get used to that, and it's not a problem, so... You just need to buy a jacket there, and that's it. The darkness, as I said, is not a problem, even though it gets dark at 3.30. So just try to stay active. Also, I would recommend not only meeting Erasmus people, but uh, trying to meet Finnish people. So, for example, if you have to do the opportunity to to apply for this program in the university, the Finnish family program, do it. And also, from my experience, Try to to do as well to or to participate in the program Erasmus in school, if you like uh, teaching or or things like that. So and you will have the if you participate, you will have the opportunity to get to know the educational system in in Finland. Also, don't worry about the all the paperwork and everything. Like they will really they are really helpful and they will help you when needed. And Probably I would say that if you are thinking or if you have doubts where to live, I would recommend you to live in Ronimaki. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was living and I think that's one of the yeah. places where all the Erasmus are living. So, And it's not that far. You just need a bike, so you will have to buy a bike. That's I think that's what I would recommend to people. Yeah. Don't worry. Do it and apply for Erasmus in Finland, in Jivaskula You won't regret it.
0: That's true. So let's get to the last question. What kind of impact did the exchange here in Finland had on you personally?
1: Well, I would say that it has a, like quite a big impact. I felt in love with Finland. Uh, I really love Finland and I really want to go back uh, one day, even though I went back already after my Erasmus. I felt that in love that I have to say that I have one tattoo from Finland that I did just after I came back. I think that the good thing from Erasmus people is that... Uh, you have the opportunity to meet many people from around the world. I get to know myself better, to have more independence uh, and to live many new experiences. For example, I saw the Northern Lights and I, th- I would say that I was lucky because I remember in already in August we were seeing the Northern Lights. Also, for example, walking on the frozen sea or the, on the frozen lake it was quite strange for me as well. Also, deep on a frozen lake Going to the sauna or roll in the snow after the sauna, <laughs> <laughs> or be outdoors with minus twenty eight, minus twenty five, which even though it could seem a lot, is not uh, that much. It's not that cold if you just yeah, take, like, but you can't stay there for jacket. like a
0: long time though. Just remember that.
1: <laughs> no, no, of course not. I mean, just going outside for what you have to do and then going back. I would say that it was a really nice opportunity and. I'm good I did it. I'm happy I chose Finland as a country. Yeah, um, so if
0: you had a choice yeah. to do it again, you would do it again, right?
1: For sure. One hundred
0: percent. Sure. That's great. <laughs> hey Alvaro, thank you very much. It was so great to have you have you on our podcast. Yeah. Thank
1: you very much to you, Petra. Thank you.
0: It's amazing because I think you are, as I said in the beginning, the most a like keen person on Finland and you experienced like million other things compared to you. I was like boring exchange student because you did like extreme amount of things. So that's why I think it's really good that to have you on and to share what, what you did and how you did it to inspire, hopefully the people who are coming here.
1: Well, it was, it was my pleasure to stay with you and share my no. own experience. I think it yeah. was great.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: So, okay. Thanks for continuing yeah. with me.
0: Yeah, thank you too. Alright. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, hope we hope you enjoyed and let's hear you next Monday. Bye.
1: Bye bye.